Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Welcome to this bonus feature from Parliament Matters, where we talk to Tony Grew, the Secretary of the Parliamentary Press Gallery, about Parley, his journalism and social media project, which shines a light on the proceedings of Parliament. And if you then tune into episode six, you can hear Tony, Mark and myself dissecting the key parliamentary issues of the week. And you can find out why Tony's got concerns about the WIP's management of legislative business and why the Palace of Westminster, in his view, is not a fit workplace. Now, Tony, as Anybody listening to this podcast will have seen you've got an enormous breadth of experience watching Parliament. You've seen all the incidents. You've been mm. present for all the great occasions for a disturbingly long time. And you're now the head honcho, the grand fromage of Parley, mm. an online project where you basically tweet mm. the... Uh, are you allowed to say tweet anymore or X? I say tweet. Yeah. You tweet developments in Parliament as they unfold, amongst other things, making the DUP MP Jim Shannon a bit of a star for the sort of daily observation that Jim Shannon has intervened in the adjournment debate. But before we get on to him, yeah. what was the idea behind Parley? Well, it grew from my interest in the Chamber, and my frustration that the vast majority of what goes on there isn't reported. And like I said, press association are there all the time. And so they're providing a, a constant stream of news and updates to newsrooms. I mean, I remember sitting in Prime Minister's Questions one day when the press gallery is rammed with people. And then as soon as Prime Minister's Questions finishes, it empties out and there's nobody there. And it sort of struck me that there is a lot that goes on that people should be interested in and that I was interested in. So that was the genesis of it. And, you know, I am not in the press gallery every moment that the House of Commons is sitting. I've been sitting here with you when the House of Commons is sitting. Sometimes I'm at home. And it's something that I, I just started because it fitted around the the freelance work that I do. It's something that I try. I mean, sometimes I miss things and sometimes, you know, I'm not able to to watch it live. But, but it's not just you doing the poly tweeting. It is just it? me. It, it is, is just me. You. I mean, it, it's one of those things. At the start of it, some other people did help, but I'm kind of possessive over it. I don't like it when other people... <laughs> I don't like it when other don't people... Don't delegate. Do. No, I don't delegate. And, you know, I've, I've talked about thinking about ways of expanding it, and that's something that I'm working on. But at the moment, it is just really my personal observations of what's going on. And I, what I wanted to do is give people a sense of the rhythms of, 
of the House of Commons. I think if you if you watch it regularly, you understand what I'm talking about. There is a very distinctive rhythm to the way in which a sitting day works, and that's one of the things I want to try and, and get a, get across with it. But it's it's um. It's something that I'm very proud of, but I also feel what I find interesting about it is how often MPs talk to me about it and how often if I misquote an MP, how quickly they will, they will respond. <laughs> so what else do they say if they're, not, if they're not correcting a, a doubtless extremely rare misquotation? Sure. What do they say to you? Well, they just comment on things that they have noticed that I have picked up on. They'll, they'll come up to me in a corridor and they'll say, I saw that you tweeted that exchange or some of them actually quite erroneously will direct message me their own speeches. I'm thinking this isn't, <laughs> I don't really care if you spoke in this debate and I'm not going to, I'm not going to, uh, but generally they just tell me. So one MP recently said to me, I find it very useful when I'm away. I actually find it very useful when I'm on like a, a select committee visit to another country. Another MP told me they find it very useful just to find out if they're going to be urgent questions or ministerial statements. Others told me that they find it useful when they're in their offices, so when they're not in the chamber. Because it's on Twitter, or X as it's now called, and a lot of MPs are on Twitter or X, and anyone that's on Twitter or X and uses it to a certain extent will spend a lot of their time scrolling. I think a lot of members find it useful just because it just sort of keeps them up to date on what's happening in the chamber. There are other ways they can do that, obviously, through enunciators or through watching it on television. But if you're a, an, a Twitter-based person, as it were, <laughs> then it's useful just to keep an eye on things. And one MP strangely said, sometimes I tweet the, the results of divisions and sometimes I don't. And I was like, well, that's just how busy I am at that particular moment, whether I've got time. And also, frankly, if there's 16 divisions in a row, I just, I just get <laughs> bored. But strangely, he said to me, I find that very, very useful. I'm sort of thinking the government's majority is, you know, significant. There is, there's not going to be a defeat on any of these amendments. So I guess people use it in, in, in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I, I, when I come out of meetings, it's one of the first things I look at on, on Twitter X, precisely for that reason, because it's a very, very quick and good way of catching up with what's been happening in the chamber and what have I missed in the last hour, hour and a half. So it's incredibly useful. What do the public, the non-Westminster Twitter artists, civilians, the civil- yeah, civilians, what are they... Do I not uh, count as a civilian? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm afraid you probably not. But, but what, 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 what do the civilians ask you? What, what's their interaction with Parley? A lot of it is just questions like when will the vote be? And sometimes it's sort of technical questions about why things are happening in the way that they are. But like I said, actually, I get more of my interaction from Westminster villagers rather than members of the public. I'm always, look, I'm always happy to explain to people if they want an explanation as to why things are being done in a certain way or what time things will ha- are going to happen. But it, genuinely, it's, it's about how many votes are there going to be or what time do we get to divisions. And sometimes it can be quite difficult to answer those questions because it's how long is a piece of string? When will the debate end? <laughs> and I, I'm asking myself that question. But like I said, I think more of our interaction and use, I would say, is for people that are obsessed with the House of Commons. <laughs> and, and one of the things that the political obsessives have seized on is, is your almost daily tweet noting that Jim Shannon has intervened in the adjournment debate. What's the backstory here? Well, two things I want to say about that. The first one is Jim Shannon doesn't intervene in every adjournment debate because that would be weird. He's often not there on a Thursday. It's just so Jim Shannon is a very interesting character. He's a he's a very kind and thoughtful man. And many MPs, many, many MPs have told me about the encouraging notes he'll send them during Westminster Hall debates. He'll just write them a note and say, well done. We had an MP called Sarah Edwards made her maiden speech this mm. week. Yeah, uh, seconds after she'd finished, Jim Shannon's over, handshake, well done, you know, yeah. welcome, all that sort of stuff. So he's he's a very kind man. And he he likes to intervene in the German debates to show a sense of fellowship with other MPs. And so he does it as often as he can. Though I do recall soon after Lindsay Hoyle took the chair, Lindsay effectively 
told him to pipe down during constituency specific adjournment debates and that, that caused a bit of a ruffle because Jim was used to intervening in all sorts all of, of <laughs> I, I, there's one I remember there's a guy called Dr Philip Lee who used to be an MP and he was a very serious man Dr Philip Lee and he's having an adjournment debate on a, a scientific issue so complicated I couldn't even understand what the words in the order paper meant and I just remember, just remember Jim Shelley getting up and intervening and the look that Dr Philip Lee was giving him <laughs> was, was for the ages but, but I did want to say something else about the adjournment yeah. debate if I may which is it's actually my favourite part of the day, quite apart from anticipating whether or not Jim Shannon's going to say something. It's normally half an hour, and the MP that secures that debate has that time to talk about whatever they want, and they can decide how long their speech is going to be. They decide whether or not someone's going to intervene or whether anyone else is allowed to speak apart from the minister. And the minister himself can't turn up and speak for a minute and sit down. So if you're a minister in a German debate, you have to have a good 10-minute speech and you have to directly deal with the issue that MP has raised with you. And so for me, that's my favourite part of the day, because whether it's at half one in the morning or whether it's three o'clock on a, on a Friday, on a sitting Friday, that MP has got that protected time to talk about an issue that's important to them. And often it can be contentious. Um, Andrew Bridgen, who's now an independent MP, was, was a Conservative, has some very um, polarising views on, on vaccines. And I've sat in the German debate and watched him at length, given the time to expound his views on that, and what's the minister get up and give a very spiky response to the points that he's making. But it's fundamental to me in our democracy that those difficult conversations should should be able to be had. And what I love about the German debate, it can be anything like last night it was about refugee routes from Syria, or it can be about a lift in a railway station in your constituency. Mm. And it has that breadth. It's literally about what the MP wants to speak about. So, so genuinely, it's my favourite part of the day. Final word about Parley. You've got an appeal on at the moment to get a bit of funding for it. How's that going? It's going okay. I mean, like I said, it's it's my sort of personal project. We do welcome donations from generous individuals. And it's nice actually when people do sort of get in contact. One of the one of the reasons I, I want to do that is because I'm I'm interested in what people's feedback is as well as their donations. So you actually get quite a lot a lot of comments from people who do donate about what they like or what they don't like. And much like this podcast, it's always great to get feedback and understand what it is people are interested in and what, what you do well and, and what they'd like more of. Tony Grew, thanks so much for joining us on the pod. Thank you. 
Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.